B'Shem Hashem Na'asev Na'atziach. We're doing our modern halacha series. This year is dedicated L'Rfosh of my father, Shlomo Chaim Ben David. And of course, I thought that this week, since the Torah, Terumah, Tetzaveh, Vayakel, Pelkudeh, and everything between, the Torah is talking about the Jews giving donations to build the Holy Tabernacle. I figured it would be such a beautiful, appropriate time to talk about the mitzvah of charity. How much we have to give? 10%, 20%. Can we give more than 20%? Are there instances where we have to give more than 20%? And that's what we want to talk about today. I just have to say, I'm so proud this year was really prepared 20 years ago. I wrote about this topic when I was in the Yeshiva Neri Israel. And in the Sefer Orlaner on Masechet Ketubot. So let's delve right into it. It's very clear that the Talmud in Ketubot, the Bavli, page 50, Dafnun, Amur Aleph, it says, Amar Rabbi Loi, that you should not, the rabbis got together in the city of Usha, and they made a decree that you should not give more than 20% to charity. Now, the Chavetz Chaim comes to compare and contrast this with what is written in the Gemara, in the Mishnah Pe'ah. The first time in the Talmud that it talks about the laws of charity and being a giver and being kind to other people, helpful, is in the beginning of Pe'ah. And we read it every day in our prayers. It says, Elu devarim she'enlaim shiur. There are certain commandments which there's no limit. Which means the more the merrier. You want to do it a thousand times a day, a hundred thousand times a day, you're doing the right thing. It's not like you're going overboard. Like studying Torah. If you want to study Torah, like Rav Ovadia Yosef used to study Torah up to 18 hours a day or 20 hours a day, whatever. That's fine. That's a lofty and wonderful uh, spiritual sphere to get into. And the, it also mentions there, Gimilut chasadim, loving kindness, being helpful, kind and helpful to people has no limit. So if you want to visit a thousand different sick people every day and take care of them, all the power to you. You're doing the right thing. You're not going overboard. And the Rambam here talks about something fascinating that let's not consider it a contradiction. Here we're saying 20% of your money and there we're saying there's no limit to how kind and helpful and favorable you should be. It's two different things. Being favorable with your time and with your body like a thousand times a day you want to help people, old ladies cross the street, that there's no limit to. But monetary, it's only 20%. And also this 20%, the Rambam says, is only from net income, not from principal. So if you were technically to inherit a million dollars, you wouldn't have to give a hundred thousand if you want to give 10% or two hundred thousand if you want to give 20% to charity. The first year? No. Once you start using the money and making income from it, that's when you would have to start giving the 
10 or 20% that you would want to give to charity under the laws of donation and staka. Not from the principle. The Rambam also says something else which is very important that it's no sin to give more than 20%. He holds the decree was only good advice. This is your tax bracket. The Rambam holds if you, out of the goodness of your heart, you want to be above and beyond a kosher Jew, you want to be pious, you could give more than 20%. And also he says something else. He says if the poor people are literally begging in front of you, and they're like in prison, then you not only is 20% mitzvah min amuvchar. See, if you learn the Shulchan Aruch, the average Jew only has to give what? 10%. But if you want to be above and beyond and do the mitzvah in the most perfect way, you want to do the mitzvah in the most perfect way, then you give 20%. That is extra credit kind of. But the Rambam holds that's only if you're going after the poor people. But if the poor people are in front of you, you have to give 20%. So the Chavetz Chaim is very bothered by this Rambam in the Pirusha Mishnayot on his commentary in the Mishnah. He says, first of all, we see in the Bavli Ketubot Page 67, that Mar'ukfa was not allowed to give more than 20%. So how could the Rambam say, if you want to be pious, you could give more than 20%? And also, the Rambam says that there are circumstances that you have to give 20%, and that's, How could the Rambam say that there's instances that you have to give 20%, where the Gemara says that 20% is the upper limit of doing the mitzvah properly. And also the Chafetz Chaim asks the third question, which is the Yoshalmi, as if you look up the Tosvot and Daf Nun over there, says that you, the Yoshalmi actually holds that you do have to give 50 per, uh, 20% from principle, not from profit. But the first year the Yoshalmi would hold that you would actually be obligated to give $200,000 of your money if you inherited a million dollars. So the Chavetz Chaim beautifully goes in Ahavat Chesed, which is one of the greatest books that is very underrated, I think. People should read it because the Rambam says, out of all the positive commandments of the Torah, the 248 commandments of the Torah, which one do we have to be the most careful about? Is giving charity charity appropriately. And that's the key to bringing Mashiach. So it'd be a wonderful thing to for people to study this wonderful book of the Chafetz Chaim Ahavat Chesed, he talks about Gemach, how it's one, it's wonderful for every community to have a free loan society to help people get married and start businesses. But the Yerushalmi clearly holds, Be'usha nimnu shi'ya adam afresh chomesh nechazad le'mitzvah. Mashma shemin adin yeshchiv liten chomesh v'lo rak le'mitzvah pa'alma. So first of all, the Chafetz Chaim brings out that there's a it seems on the surface there's a machloket between the Yushalmi and the Bavli. The Yushalmi seems to say that it's a mitzvah, you have to give 20%. Not that it's extra credit and doing the mitzvah in the most appropriate way. 
And also, and the Babli doesn't hold that way. He, he holds that 10% is what you have to give. Also, the Yerushalmi seems to argue on the Babli, the Chavetz Chaim says, because the Yerushalmi is the place that says you should give 20% from principle, not from profit. The Babli, which is usually more clearer, the reason why we paskin our halachic tradition flows from the Babli rather than Yerushalmi, because the Babli is more complete and explains more. Nowhere in the Babli we find this concept of that you have to give 20% of your donations from the principal money you inherited. So the Chavitz Chaim comes out with a genius idea that says really the Babli and Yushalmi are not arguing. And this is how he understands it. He says there's two different scenarios. Scenario number one is you're living amongst a very wealthy community. Nobody's demanding money and donations from you. Nobody's dying of hunger. Nobody's homeless. Nobody is uh, really begging for other vital lifeline assistance. Like nobody is imprisoned unjustly in a prison that he's going to rot away because anti-Semitic um, Goyim have imprisoned him just because they hate the Jews. So the Chavitz Chaim says, There's a case where you're a philanthropist, you're a good Jew, you... Nobody's begging you. You're going after... Actually, you're going to find different causes to give to. That is only 10%. And 20% would be the higher and more appropriate way of doing the mitzvah, but you don't have to give 20%. But there's another scenario where people are homeless. People are really, really... Like in Farsi, we say badbach. It's a It's an emergency situation. People are demanding you. You're a wealthy person, you're a person of means, and you know people are stuck in prison for the wrong reason, unjustly. So therefore, it's two different laws. So, if, like we explained, but the why does the Rambam say that there's circumstances where you have to give 20%? That's in a case where people, it's an emergency situation. People are begging you because they do not have their basic necessities. Then you have to give, the Rambam's opinion is, we would follow the Yerushalmi, that you have to give 20%. And we would also follow the Yerushalmi in such a case that you would have to give 20% from the principal if people are begging. But, in all the, what, and, and really what was the Gemara in Ketubot saying? The Gemara in Ketubot says, this is a very important, I want everybody to listen very clearly here because this is really, really the most important part of the class. When we read the Torah, the written Torah, there's nowhere that says 10%, 20% for giving charity to poor people. The Torah says, You have to fulfill the emptiness, the void of your brother. So if he doesn't have a house, buy him a house. If he doesn't have food, give him food. What the novel and 
invention that they made in the city of Usha is that they said 20% is the maximum limit that God wants you to give to help people get back on their feet, to fulfill what they're missing. So if somebody needs to buy a house for a million dollars, or somebody wants to make a $20,000 wedding, doesn't mean you have to give him all that money. The maximum is according to your net income of 20%. And with this, the Chavetz Chaim says that there's a Gemara that actually backs up the Rambam. We said, how could the Rambam say you could give more than 20%? The Rambam understands that this 20% is only good advice. It's not sinful to go against the rabbis and the Torah to give more than 20%. It's actually a lofty and wonderful thing. Why? Because the Gemara in Ta'anit, page 24, says, one of the Tana'im, Rabbi Lazar Ishbarota, there was an extraordinarily righteous rabbi in the Talmud, Rabbi Elazar ben Barota, he would give all the money in his pocket to the Gabbais, the community charity collectors. And when they saw him, they used to run away from him, right? Which is opposite. Usually the poor people have to run towards the rich people. Here, the, ta- the charity collectors used to run away from him. So you see that Rabbi Lazar ben Barota actually did used to give more than 20%. And the Chavetz Chaim explains that the reason why the Gabbais ran away from him is because they, they didn't want him to become poor. Again, I missed something very important here. Why did the rabbis get together and say that 20% is the maximum you should give to charity? Because if you want to give more, then you're putting yourself in jeopardy of become poor and destitute and ani yourself. So you're defeating the purpose. You're helping the other guy, but then you're causing yourself and your own family trouble. So you have to have sufficient reserves to make sure to have a rainy day fund. So the advice of the Talmud and Halacha is, you want to be charitable, your maximum obligation is 20%. Now, it's very interesting that the Chavetz Chaim brings that Actually, this was not an invention 2,000 years ago. This law of 20% was actually Halacha Moshe Misinai. If you look in the Gilion Ashas, Rabbi Kiva Eger brings that down, that they had forgotten the Halacha, and through divine providence, they were reminded of what God had taught Moses 3,000 years ago, that the maximum obligation to put a Jew back on his feet individually is 20%. More than that, the next guy needs to give and the next guy and the next guy as a community will bring him up to above that. Now, something else to also understand the Chafetz Chaim brings is that the Rambam clearly states that it's forbidden to give all your money to charity. If you look in the Rambam, in the end of chapter 5, 
Uh, chapter 8, I apologize. Halacha Yudgimel, it says, Asu Shadam Haoseh Ken Over Al Data Katub Mishum Dichtiv Mikol Asher Lo Vechol Asher Lo. Then Zech Hasidud Al Ashtud. So, so, obviously, charity and helpfulness and kindness starts at home. If you want to go ahead at the end of your life and give all of your money to charity, this is not the appropriate thing to do. Even though the Rambam holds that you could give more than 20%, unfortunately, if you want to give everything away, you're going to be making your heirs, your children and grandchildren that are going to inherit you, they're going to feel very sour about you, that you they didn't get any inheritance. And also the Torah says, Give from your money. Doesn't give all, doesn't say give all your money. So, you know, a person has to be, take the golden rule in life. Which means don't be fanatical and extreme on any occasion. You want to be charitable, give 20%. You want to give a little bit more, that's fine. But do not give everything away. That is going against the Torah. Now, the Rambam, just to f- finish up what the Rambam holds, because the Gra holds this way, the Rambam is clearly holding that if people are begging you, they're in front of you and begging you to give, you have to give. 10% is not enough, you have to give 20%. Because you have to go to Dai Machsorah, and the Gra holds this way. And actually, the Bach, one of the other great Ashkenazi poskim, which is a commentary on the tour next to the Bet Yosef, also holds, if you're wealthy, then it would be appropriate to do Dai Machsoro, to fulfill the need of the poor person. But the Ramah and the Shach, they don't hold like this. They hold that Dai Machsoro to help the, the poor person make a wedding or buy a house can never be an obligation on the individual. It's always an obligation. It's only an obligation on the community. So therefore, according to the Rama and the Shach, there would never be an instance where we, you would have to give 20% or more. Now, moving right along, the Chidah, which is one of the greatest Sephardic poskim regarding this issue, holds that the Rambam doesn't make sense. It's contradicting. Is it 10%? Is it 20%? Do you have to give 20%? So the Chida finally says that the Rambam actually retracted. Rab Chaim Yosef David Azulai says that, He says the Rambam, you should know, historically it's a fascinating thing. The Rambam wrote his commentary on the Mishnah when he was much younger. He wrote his most important work, which is the Mishnah Torah, at the end of his life. So the Chida, Maran HaChida, would hold that 20%, even according to the Rambam, is only extra credit, doing the mitzvah in the most perfect way. You would never be obligated to give 20% because the Rambam, towards the end of his life, which is a, more of a halachic book, 
The Mishnah Torah only says that 20% is mitzvah min amukhar. You should know that the grub brings, some people would feel, you know, they put their life, blood and tears to make the money, and they would feel kind of uncomfortable giving 20% away. But the grub says, person that gives 20% is guaranteed he's going to become rich, and that he's not going to have to waste his money on lawsuits, and I know people personally that have done this, and it's just amazing. So don't think that giving 20% is going to harm you. Actually, it's the best insurance policy. It's a guarantee that you're going to stay wealthy and not have to waste your money on medical or lawyer's bills. And people that have done it miraculously, I've interviewed them, they, they, they swear by it. They say it's just something phenomenal. They never get traffic tickets. They And, you know, they're out of the courts. Now... Subject number two is, do, is there scenarios where a Jew must give more than 20%? And the answer is yes. The answer is, the, the right, the Yaivitz in Shalot to Shavot, Yaivitz in the end of Siman Yud Gimel, Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, somebody like Jeff Bezos, if he was, happened to be Jewish, or Michael Dell, there's plenty of Jewish billionaires around the world. He says this law that it's, you should, you shouldn't give more than 20% or you don't have to give more than 20%. We'll see that this is a machloket between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, Rav Maisha brings in the end. But he says this is only for the ag- average Joe Schmo. Somebody that is a billionaire or extraordinarily rich, where if, even if he gives 50%, again, Let's not forget, why did God tell Moses that average Jew should not give more than 20%? Because we don't want himself, God forbid, to become poor, right? You're going to make this guy comfortable, now yourself are going to have to go beg, that's not smart. But if you're extraordinarily wealthy, and even if you give 50%, your grandchildren are going to have enough income property and so on, and stocks or whatever, then... Everybody would hold the Yaivit says that it's uh, lofty and wonderful and it would not apply to somebody that's extraordinarily wealthy. This is another very important case. That is, Let's say literally, you yourself are, are very poor, but somebody else is dying because of their situation. Then halachically, the Chafetz Chaim also follows this Yaivitz. You would have to give more than 20%. You would actually have to give all of your money that you have on you, your entire net worth to save the guy's life. Because that that we say in the Gemara and Baba Metziah, Right, there's a, there's a classical law that your life always takes precedence to your friend's life. So, if you have a bottle of water in the desert, don't split it up if it's gonna end up killing both people. You have to save the water for yourself. You don't have to share it. Because your life takes precedence. It's your water. If you share it, both of, both of you are gonna die. You, you, you keep it for yourself, so you're gonna stay alive. But 
Nowhere in the Torah says your money is more important than somebody else's life. So if somebody else's life is in danger, you would have to give everything you have in your pocket. And then the Yavit says, obviously, you would try to get to a Jewish community where other people would chip in and help save the guy that's dying from hunger or from any other problem that his life is in jeopardy. And... There's another exception to this rule, which is fascinating, and that is that if you look in the Shita Mekubetzet on his commentary on the Gemara in Ketubot, he says that this law is only to support poor people. But if you want to build a yeshiva for Torah learning, you're allowed to give more than 20%. And he says there's a Midrash where Rabbi Akiva did give more than 20%. And um, it's very fascinating that the Chafetz Chaim, you could look it up, I don't know the exact chapter and verse, but the Chafetz Chaim, the author of the Mishnah Mura, does follow this Shita Mekubetzes. And I, uh, I remember Rabbi Yaakov Hillel Shlita came to Los Angeles, he had a meeting with all the rabbis, and he did quote the Shita, that he said he also concurs that if somebody for Torah would want to give more than 20%, that's fine. This whole 20% limit is only for poor people. But Torah is something else. So how could... I, I was bothered when I wrote this essay many years ago, what's the difference? And I think the answer is this. We see halachically that if a community does not have a Jewish school to teach the children to become bar mitzvah and become knowledgeable Jews. We even sell the Sefer Torah. The the most prized possession, we sell the Torah in two instances. Either to, if, if a small community, a small shtetl has no resources and a couple wants to get married, it's better to sell the Torah, not have a Torah in the community for two people to get married or to build a Jewish school and hire teachers to teach the children. Why? Because without Jewish education, there's no future. The Torah is our oxygen and our life bread. So I guess that the learning of Torah is so quintessentially I think this is such a beautiful thing that we learn from this halacha because it's not just conceptual, it's halacha lemaaseh. It's practical that the most monumental mitzvah which continues the Jewish nation is the study of Torah. So therefore, you can get 50% of your assets or net income. And the, I, I heard from Yaakov Hillel and also the Chavetz Chaim is very clear that that is no problem whatsoever. Now, the Chavetz Chaim also writes that, practically speaking, a beautiful way of doing this mitzvah is, we said the best way to do the mitzvah is 20%. Give, so he says, you can give 10% of it. He says, give 10% of it to Torah scholars and Torah study, like we just mentioned, and then give 10% of it to poor people. 
And the Chida actually writes, you could kill two birds with one stone. If you want to do it the most wonderful way, the best way to give your charity is find poor Torah scholars. So if you give them 20% of your money, that's wonderful. You're killing two birds with one stone because you're supporting Torah. The guy, and in Israel, thank God, we have almost an unlimited amount of kolels and Torah people. So it comes out halakhically, the chida, which is after the Rabbi Yosef Karo is one of the most important halakhic authorities for the Sephardim, he would uh, agree that this is the most wonderful and monumental way of doing the Charity is to find poor Torah scholars and support them because, which I guess if you support kolels, it's the highest way of doing tzedakah. Now, something very important, I once came across a rabbi that he, he was a wonderful rabbi in Kiruv, in outreach, but I don't know how scholarly he was, or at least he had not studied this sugya in depth. Rab Moshe Feinstein brings something very important in his first volume of Teshubot Igrot Moshe, Yore De'a, Siman Kuf Mem Gimel. Rav Moshe clearly says that if you look at the Shulchan Aruch in Reish Nun, it's crystal clear, beyond any shadow of a doubt, that the, the Chafetz, the Shulchan Aruch of Yosef, Karov, the Bet Yosef, is following the Rambam. And he holds that this 20% to give charity to poor people is only good advice. But if you want to be pious and give more than 20%, you're more than welcome to. On the other hand, Rav Moshe Feinstein brings down, and it's clear from the Chida and the Chafetz Chaim, this, they would also agree. It's not just Rav Moshe's new idea, but when you look at the Chida and the Chafetz Chaim, it's also very clear that according to the Ashkenazim, at least, the Ramah, which the Ashkenazim follow, the Mapa, Rav Moshe Israelis' opinion is that you would not be allowed to give more than 20%. 20% is not just good advice, but it actually is a limit. Since the, the rabbis and the Torah and God was worried that if you give more than 20%, you're, you yourself are going to become destitute and poor, so to save your own life and your own skin, do not give more than 20%. But I think most of my watchers are Sephardic. For us, if out of the goodness of your heart, you want to give more than 20%, that would be piousness, that would be Midata Chasidut. And the Chavetz Chaim, just to end off the class, brings out, I think, the most marvelous idea, because we're living in a society of access, luxury, where everybody wants to have the Chanel, Chanel purse, and people buy Teslas, and the most expensive, latest, and great, you know, people are building mansions. Listen to a Chafetz Chaim. In chapter 10, in Ot Hay, section Hay, in Ahavat Chesed, he says, Sheyesh filmod musar haskel he says if the Torah and the rabbis and the Jewish law is worried that you shouldn't waste your money on charity, which is the best insurance policy, 
They say don't give more than 20%. It's dangerous. It's going to jeopardize yourself. So for sure we shouldn't waste our money on access. And you know people, they throw themselves into bankruptcy because they unfortunately do not realize how to handle money. And just to show off, you know, I know people that 20 years after their wedding, they still have to pay back their neighbors and friends and family because they made a $100,000 wedding because they wanted to show off. This is wrong. Look at the Chavitz Chaim. Shema Medavim. He says, Sedakah is the most, I just told you, the Rambam says, Sedakah is the most important positive commandment that we have to keep. Even there they say you shouldn't be excessive. Don't waste your, don't go overboard. Just to show off a thousand times more. You shouldn't be super deluxe, luxurious, show off and waste more of your 20% of your money on um, stuff, on excessive luxury clothing or mansions and so on and so forth. Because as we know, you don't take any of these things.